How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex, my co-host here, Ryan Moran, and today is a somber day. Today is a bad day. Victory Monday is great, but, you know, why does it always have to happen to the good guys? Why does it always have to happen to the best players that are coming up, they're making their name, they're building their stock? And Brees Hall, of course, if you haven't heard yet, uh, suffered a torn ACL, and, you know, this is just devastating news, man. Like, Brees Hall is such a likable player. He had such... You know, I mean, he'll come back just as strong, and I know he's going to be dominant. You look at Saquon Barkley for the Giants. He's already had that ACL tear way worse. He had an ACL, MCL tear, and he was a freaking Chipotle shredded chicken bowl. And, you know, he's back to looking like his his old self. So it's definitely possible to return to form. Um, and, but this injury sucks, man. Brees Hall had taken such a big step forward, and he had really established himself as a workhorse grinder for this Jets team. Um, you know, it, it, it's just bad luck i feel like this happens to every new york team just the injuries just constantly kill this team i mean guy had four carries for 72 yards and a touchdown yesterday before going out and i mean like he was only going to keep going he was going to have another stellar day um he had 116 yards on 20 carries the week before that man um you know how you feeling right now after the Brees hall injury who's got to step up i know michael carter you know elijah moore's got to eat his words right now and just like suck it up and realize that like everyone's playing their heart out and he's sitting there begging for reps and you know just swallow your pride for a second you don't are you a wide receiver one no you haven't even established yourself as a wide receiver one you haven't even established yourself as a consistent nfl player yet and you're demanding targets and demanding this you know, suck it up, man. Everybody goes through these streaks. Good receivers, good players don't say a word, and their opportunity comes. This is, you know, the Brees Hall injury puts things into perspective, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And, you know, we'll talk about the win as well, a little bit more upbeat on that. Uh, but for now, I, we definitely got to discuss this injury and kind of what happens from here. Four straight victory Mondays, and this one could not be more bittersweet, I think, for all Jets Nation today. I mean, it was pretty tough to just see Robert Sala's, you know, body language just kind of how he answered the question you know on the injuries with Brees, abt and Corey after the game and you just you expect the worst unfortunately and it, this it's so bizarre because zach wilson had the non-contact injury no acl this injury with Brees yesterday wasn't necessarily you know a complete contact injury but it wasn't a non-contact injury either and that's where the acl and obviously it was a torn meniscus that was reported on as well it just comes as a bit of a surprise. Obviously, he didn't re-enter the game. He was walking for a little bit. Couldn't really tell if he put weight on it or not, but ended up having to be carted off. And it's just a tough ball. I mean, this four-game winning streak, he was really just starting to come into his own. He was really heating up. He was, you know, the leader of this offense, gave it an identity, gave it just a consistent rock week to week to rely on. And, I mean, he's a special player, special person. You feel gutted for him. I mean, it's just so tough when you're – running away with the Offensive Rookie of the Year award, being talked about in the MVP conversation. I mean, he's arguably the Jets' best player in just seven NFL games. and This one's just a crushing blow. It's so tough for him. It's hard on this team on a four-game winning streak, tied for the second you know, best record in the AFC at the moment with, with a 5-2 and two record, the best since 2010, first four-game winning streak since 2015. I mean, so many things just coming into you know play here for the Jets, you know, working out and – I mean, just losing Brees here is so tough and really how this team responds is going to say a lot. I mean, they've showed resiliency to take the word that a ton of the players used after the game yesterday. It was a grimy win and not like the last couple of weeks where, you know, the pass rush was getting home and the offense was really just breaking things, uh, you know, open late in games because of Brees, uh, you know, a lot of that. And it, it was tough yesterday. I think it was a step in the right direction to win an ugly game like that and just find a way to not 
beat yourself with mistakes like the Jets did. But, you know, how they replace Brees from here, you know, is going to really be defining, you know, for the rest of the season and ultimately determine, you know, how far the Jets can go. And I think, you know, they've proven that they can overcome adversity. And, you know, this is obviously a really tall task, but one I think the Jets are capable of overcoming here. Look, the difference between good and bad teams isn't the players. It's the coaching, right? Who's going to step up right now and showcase their preparation, showcase their discipline? Because, you know, I look at other teams around the league and, I, and the Giants are easy. You know, Giants are easy to look at right now. They have literally no talents, you know, aside from Saquon. Um, they have nobody. Daniel Jones is playing well. But their receivers, they don't have any. You know, they don't have any receivers. Their offensive line is still bottom of the barrel, you know. You can win games with discipline, preparation, and everybody doing their job to perfection. If you have a player that has a strength, you put them in a position to extrapolate on that strength. That is what good coaches do. The Jets have more than enough talent to be a winning football team without Brees Hall. Are they a better football team with Brees Hall? Absolutely. Are they you know, going to probably feel his absence? Absolutely, because he's really been developed and already is becoming one of their better players. Um, but they have... They have Garrett Wilson. They still have Elijah Moore. They have Corey Davis. They have the best backup running back you could hope for in Michael Carter. They got Tyler Conklin. They got ABT. I don't know the injury situation on him. I know he left the game yesterday, but you know they have a lot of talent to work with here. CJ Ozoma. There's plenty of guys who can step up. Braxton Berrios that can step up and actually make an impact here. And at the end of the day, the Jets just need to adjust. Like injuries happen, teams adjust. Good coaching is what covers it all up. So we're going to find out how good Mike LaFleur is right now. We're going to find out how good Robert Sala is right now because those are the guys that are going to make it look like it not, it's not a big deal. Nobody else is going to do it. Of course, the players have to execute, but if the coaches put them in a, in a position to succeed, they will succeed. They have really high-character guys in that locker room and guys that are willing to put in the effort. I saw Garrett Wilson break like four tackles on that one screen bubble screen yesterday, and that guy is skinny as a rail. You know what I mean? Like that's just effort, pure, just cold-blooded effort. Um, the Jets' defense looks phenomenal. I think what they've given up thirteen points in the last two games combined, or something like that. They've been electric. Nineteen, nineteen points, guys. The Jets' defense is electric, and they're healthy right now. So keep that in mind as well. Um, this is a team that has all the pieces. They've got all the players. Brees Hall's a big loss, but this is not the end of the season. They can still make up the playoffs. They've won four straight games, right? Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but in my opinion, it's more about coaching than it is about players sometimes. And I'm watching the Giants, and I'm I'm learning that right now, and I it's it's right in front of us. Like that's it's it's the way. Your points on the preparation and discipline are perfect because the discipline obviously was what kept this game so tight. I mean, the Jets and the officiating for the second straight week really didn't help the Jets in any way, but. At, you know, when push comes to shove, they still committed 11 penalties for 85 yards in comparison to the Broncos four and it stalled some drives and the Jets couldn't really get in rhythm offensively. Um, so they definitely got to clean that up from a discipline standpoint. And your point on preparation, obviously Michael Carter is the ultimate teammate. He's the leader of the Jets offense. He's the guy with all the emotion, you know, for his teammates and the Jets that you could ask for, you know, and he, he seemed crushed talking about Brees' injury. And obviously he's going to get, you know, more reps out of this from anybody, but I mean, here he is crushed for Brees, but a point that he brought up in his post-game interview in the locker room was he prepares every week like he is the starter. So in that sense, like he is going to be more than ready. I think it's important that we, we remember what Michael Carter did last year. And he's more than capable of leading this group. Obviously, you have Ty Johnson, who 
in his own right, has that home run hitting ability. He doesn't have the long strides and maybe just the pure speed that Brees does. But if there's one thing that, you know, Ty Johnson has, it, it is a bit of that home run hitting ability. And from there, obviously, the Jets will either promote Zahneman, Bam Knight from their practice squad. Maybe they look to bring Tevin Coleman back in. Or if not, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of the names floated around on the trade market, which I don't think it'll be a lot. Like a conditional sixth or seventh round pick is probably – what it'll cost. I mean, you're seeing the James Robinsons, uh, the Cam Akers of the world. There's very many. I mean, that's just the running back position in general across the NFL. But they're definitely going to need to add somebody there. But I think ultimately with Michael Carter and and from that point, like Brees was taking up so much of the, you know, opportunities in this offense that you, you said it for Elijah Moore, who's obviously disgruntled and wants more ch- touches. I mean, here's his chance now. I mean, without Brees, like they need someone to step up. Um, Garrett Wilson, obviously, like you said, made, made that one impressive play yesterday. And I think Zach really needs to start to find him, you know, more and more as the weeks go by. Garrett's getting open and we know, you know, how good he can be. And both of those guys, I mean, you, you missed that home run hitting, hitting ability with Brees, no doubt. But Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson do have that as well. And it's it's time for this Jets passing game. And Zach Wilson to really step it up, get in rhythm. You know, Michael Ford as well, really finding ways to get Zach comfortable. Because quite frankly, the last two weeks hasn't been the case. And finally here, I mean – George Fan is eligible to return this week. We'll obviously get an update on AVT hopefully soon here, which, I mean, hopefully the Jets can get some good luck with that. But, you know, the health of this offensive line and keeping things intact, I think, really goes a long way for Zach and getting this running game uh, or continuing the success of this running game here. Moving forward is now Michael Carter will be the focal point. Yeah, I mean, there's they have some decent guys behind him and Zonovan Knight and whatnot, like you mentioned. But you know, this is a uh, this this opens up the offense for everybody else to step up and, and get some more reps. You know, they they really committed to the ground uh, game the last couple of weeks, and now they're going to have to adjust again. They're going to have to go toward passing. Zach, you know, who's really got to step up? Zach Wilson's got to step up. He did not throw the ball well yesterday. He does not look very good at all, to be honest. Does he turn the ball over a ton? No. But they're also not even throwing the ball that much to begin with. Like I said, they've been running the ball predominantly. Um, but only threw the ball 16, you know, it's 16 completions on 26 attempts at 121 yards. He's got to be better, right? He's got to find his receivers. He's got to get better quickly. Um, so that's another big thing. But, you know, looking at this game, you know, 16 points against Denver, uh, it's it's not enough to beat some of the better teams. Denver's really been struggling. Of course, they didn't even have Russell Wilson. You play the Patriots have a very good defense next week, and uh, they got Mac Jones coming back. Then you play the Bills, the Patriots again. So you got three pretty tough games. Then you have the Bears who are really bad, and then you have the Vikings who are very good this year. The Bills again. The Jets have a very difficult stretch of games aside from the Bears over their next three, four, five, six games. And you have the Lions who are no pushover either. And the Jags, you know, they have a pretty good defense. So um, they gotta they gotta step up. Someone's gotta become that guy they can lean on over the next couple of weeks here, um, because otherwise they're gonna have a pretty tough time getting through this stretch. But you know, against against Denver, a good team to beat. They have a pretty solid defense. Um, you know, ultimately. What are your thoughts on Zach Wilson? Because I know he's kind of been struggling lately, not maybe not taking the big step forward that we expected at this point. But, you know, in my opinion, if there's anyone that's got to rise to the occasion right now or Brees Hall going down, it's it's Zach. I think it's more than fair. And the first two games for Zach, I think you saw someone who looked comfortable, confident. You know, he, he hasn't thrown any interceptions the last three games, which, you know, has always been a strength of his, like taking good care of the football it's been limited the amount of times he's put the ball in harm's way. I think the two main keys that I, I would just continue to hit home with, I mean, there's very many just with how the last two weeks have gone. I mean, you can talk about setting his base, the inaccuracy, but I think, you know, it's him and LaFleur really finding what works and can get him in rhythm. And 
Secondly, I would just say the internal clock has really got to speed up. I mean, once again, yesterday, he, he just always looks to take things east and west out of the pocket. I'd like to see maybe step up. You know, another thing with before, maybe integrating some running back screens with Michael Carter and Ty Johnson, you know, just finding ways to get easy completions. Like the Jets came out and threw it the first three times yesterday, but I felt like none of them were really layup completions that were really too schemed up. So there's a lot of work to be done, obviously, without Brees. Now these issues magnifying, they've really got to figure it out. But, you know, Zach has obviously got to step up as much as anyone. And really this defense has just got to continue to dominate like it has. I mean, probably I haven't seen the stats since yesterday's game and, and how that really impacts where they rank across the NFL right now, but I'm sure that they were ranked ninth going into the game and probably only shot up after yesterday's game, um, only allowing nine points. And, you know, the, the pass rush wasn't even as dominant yesterday. Obviously they were timely stopping the run and generating pressure when needed, but it, it was really just more of the secondary and the pass coverage of the Jets yesterday that kind of, you know, limited the Broncos offensively and, you know, just, just got to continue to work. I mean, across the team, you feel great about five and two. It's the best since 2010. They're 4-0 on the road. All these things going. Obviously, this is adversity that hits you hard in the face, losing Brees. But at the end of the day, I mean, this team does have what it takes. They've proven the mental toughness in, in the early part of the season. And it's got to continue from here. Yeah, that's absolutely right. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below in the YouTube comments about this Brees Hall injury, how you think they can supplement it, who's got to step up and, you know, pretty uh, tough gauntlet of games coming up. And, you know, the Jets need someone to rise to the occasion, let alone the entire team. But I'm very, I've been very impressed with the defense. I think that remains a strong suit. I think that remains a, a unit that's getting better as the season goes on. Um, so at the very least, they can expect their defense to keep them in games. Someone on the offense has just got to step up and they've got to figure out a way to get more potent with the, with the passing game because they can't lean on the, on the, on the running game as much as they have been and obviously you see that it's a lot for some guys to handle um not that you know Brees Hall didn't do that all of his career at Iowa so uh there definitely is there's definitely a lot to be left to a lot left to be desired for this Jets offense and I think that they'll, they'll try to enact some um some positive progressions to hopefully get get more out of their guys but as always love to hear perspectives below make sure to like and subscribe as always and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode 